Secrets, like promises, are sometimes hard to keep. Berkus Kimball had one, but let it get away. Joe John Plunkett learned of one, though he tried not to hear. And Sister Magdalene Love needed one. A body furtively buried in the cyclone cellar of an old farmhouse. A deadly secret now shared by three people. Time now for the test of the old adage. Three may keep a secret if two of them are dead. Our story continues in a moment. Some excuses for not wearing safety belts are only good for cuts and bruises. Some excuses for not wearing safety belts are good for broken arms. Some excuses for not wearing safety belts are good for compound fractures. Some excuses for not wearing safety belts are good for concussion. Please forward on outside of package. What's that for? 
Tomorrow morning early, I'm going to go down and throw out a car to forward any mail for Clay Turner to General Delivery, Chicago. I mean, that ought to send him on a wild goose chase. Uh, I decided it'd be too dangerous for us to try to pick up that package. I mean, it's certainly going to be a dummy for a newspaper anyway. So, look, all right, go ahead. Right, uh, so if all goes well, I will be released on receipt of the month. But I don't know where. We have to keep him guessing about where we, <clears throat> where we are. Is that all you want me to write? No, finish it off with, uh, please do as they say, Uncle Micah. They haven't harmed me. And sign it. Well, the thing is where the mail it from. Oh, surprise, you don't have that all worked out, too. I got it worked out. It's only about 50 miles or so to the Oklahoma border. Late tonight, I'll drive over there and just mail it from there somewhere. I have to admit, that sounds like a good idea. Can I ride with you, Jojo? I've never been Oklahoma. No, I'm only going to be driving as far as the first mailbox I come to, so... You'll still be Oklahoma. No, Dorcas, I'd rather go by myself. I haven't had much chance to be alone since I've been here. That wasn't exactly true. Ran out on my cot in the workshop. I was alone every night. Long enough to remember everything I wanted to forget. And then finally to fall asleep and dream the whole thing back to life again. I was a boy again, coming home from school. Coming home to the house I knew the best, a pretty little white house with rose bushes. As I came up the walk, I looked up and saw the open window with the white curtain blowing out of it, my mother's room. I walked up the steps across the porch, left the screen door banging behind me, passed my school books on the table, and I called out, Mom! I'm home! Mom! She wasn't there, I figured. Gone to the store or something, so I headed for my room. I was thinking about the things I'd just gotten for my birthday, a kite and a new baseball bat and a toy train. The door to my mother's room was closed, but I heard a sound. I ran under the burning curtain. It's blown in and knocked something over, I thought. So I opened the door, and the whole world went crazy. The room was full of strange strict people gesturing wildly and all talking at once and angry words that I couldn't understand. Then silence, and then the voices again. And somehow I stood in the middle of all of them with my baseball bat in my hand. It was shining and moving. There was blood all over. And we just stood there wondering, how did I get blood all over my baseball bat? Take contact. Get all day, then all night leave. 
Catch a cold, take contact. Only as directed. Contact, number one in the world. We'll return to our story in a moment. I'm Roger Staubach. I'm not here to talk to you as quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, but as an ex-serviceman who'd rather have his head beaten in on the football field than practice his skills in another war. And that's why I'm rooting for the world's most successful peacekeeping team, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. It's worked for nearly a quarter of a century. In that time, the 15 Atlantic nations that make up NATO have been building teamwork like never before. In Europe, historically the world's greatest trouble spot, they have helped keep the peace and develop economic cooperation. They've generated a game plan through which problems like arms control, and pollution are being attacked. Believe me, it's needed. The world's been kicked around enough. Let's help strengthen the NATO team. NATO works. Something else might not. This message was brought to you by the Atlantic Council of the United States. Tonight, I was pretty glad having to make that long drive across the border and back. I was on the bed trying to sleep. Find myself back in that same nightmare I'd lived with for years. But I couldn't take Dorcas with me, even though she was still begging me to when I left. Why can't I go with you, Joe John? Well, because I think one of us ought to stay and keep an eye on Sister Love. Why? What's she doing? Well, I don't know. But I just keep having this feeling she's up to something. Who do you want? I don't want to say anything because I thought you could have a good kid. But I'm kind of scared here, Joe John. Yeah, well, there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah. I think you have a feeling that Joe John's my friend. Only friend I had, besides Dickie. Well, before I went in and gave people the dish of hamburger scraps I had cooling for them on the sidewalk, I'd go to the workshop, see if there was anything I could do to make Joe John's cot more comfortable. I hadn't meant to pry. Not really. But when I was sitting in the sheets and blankets, Joe John's bundle fell on the floor from somewhere behind the bed, and something fell out of it. A razor in an old leather case. I started to stuff it back, and that's when I saw the letters. Came on Mrs. Henry Plunkett. And then I remembered that talk between Joe John and Sister Love about Joe John's mother. He'd gotten so mad, and I didn't know why. Sister Love seemed to know more about Joe John than I did, and he was my friend, not her. So I just read one of the letters. My dear son, thank you for at least letting me know from time to time where you are. I must assume that means you want me to continue writing to you whenever I feel able. I have my good days, of course. Bad ones, too, that are better forgotten. But people are good to me here, although it is like prison. Wherever you are, I hope there are people who are good to you, better to you than your own mother, whose sin, justified as I thought it to be, drove you to the dark violence of that terrible day we both can never forget. Always I write to you over and over the same plea, forgive. 
Forgive yourself, my poor boy. And if you ever can, your mother. Don't you learn like you and me. Now I have to tell you about my pa. For that really happened. Jojo, hurry up and come back. Jojo. What, what's the matter? What are you doing up? Is something happened? No, everything's okay. Where's Sister Love? Well, she went to bed a long time ago. I have to talk to you, Jojo. Talkers is late. I got afraid neither you weren't coming back at all. Yeah, well, I came back. What's the matter with this? What's wrong, Mary? Listen, Jojo, about Pa. I want you to know exactly how it happened, so maybe you won't feel so bad about your part of it. Never mind that. That's what I've done with. After Ma went away and died, Pa took after me sometimes. When he was too lifted up to know what he was doing, I mean, I, I guess he was crazy to learn me, Miss Moore, you know? Mm-hmm. Dorcas, how old are you? And the truth. Well, I want to tell you about that, too. I like you. I'm not 17. I was just 15 when I was just there. Go on about your father. Well, like I said... No, I don't mean about that part. How did you kill her? Did you hit him or something, or what'd you do? I pushed him. With all the strength I could. And he fell. He fell real hard against the bricks. And he sort of pushed the ground. I knelt down to him, and I shook him, and I yelled at him, and he didn't answer me, and then I saw he wasn't breathing anymore. There wasn't even any blood, no blood at all. You pushed him? You, you just, that's all you did? Well, it was enough, wasn't it? He fell down dead, didn't he? But you didn't mean to kill him. I told you I didn't mean to kill him. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry now that it was there. Go ahead and cry, kid. You're just a kid. I thought I was, don't you? I shouldn't have made you help me with him like I did either. I'm sorry about that, too. Yeah, sorry. We do things we don't mean to, and we're sorry. That's the best we can do, I guess. I'm going to bed. I think you better, too. Well, anyway, I better take Kitty out here so she doesn't hear me. Would you eat a supper, okay? Well, not yesterday. Sister Lee's getting. Sister Love? How come? Well, I had a good cooking on the side bowl when I was outside. And I came in, she told me she couldn't stand away from the sniffing around for it, so she gave it to me. Come on, Kitty. Come on, girl. Let's go outside. Come on. That's like you can't walk, Joe. What's the matter with you? I don't know. Except I do know one thing. Sister Love is different. She does things she means to do. And she doesn't know the meaning of the word sorry. Your dick is looking real bad. She's shaking all over. Why, Jojo, what's happened to him? He's... He's been poison. Hello, I'm Hugh Downs. And you are an American consumer, which means that more and more you expect advertising to give you facts that can help you make a wise buying decision, that you don't just buy what someone tells you to buy. 
And that's why, instead of just telling you that the workmanship in the 1974 Ford can stand up to close inspection, Ford is also telling you how to go about inspecting a car. It's all summed up in a booklet called The Closer You Look Book, available to you now at your Ford dealers. And what it is is a list of checks and inspections that tell you what to look for and how to recognize a well-made automobile. So if you're thinking about buying a new car, pick up a copy of The Closer You Look book at your Ford dealer. And while you're there, take a good close look at the new Ford. When you do, Ford thinks you'll agree that this isn't just another car slogan. The quiet Ford. The closer you look, the better we look. The Zero Hour continues after this. to make it in the new Navy. Call toll-free 800-841-8000 or see your Navy recruiter. Be someone special in the new Navy.
Besides, I was in the mood to have a nice little talk with Sister Love. She was on the fire, sitting in the back of the stone, being outside the window. For the first time since she came here, she got to wear one of those plain cotton house dresses she'd had Dorcas buy for. No, she had on a flimsy lavender negligee that obviously was her own. She was playing solitaire. And as soon as I came into the room, I saw that she was cheating. If you throw off the rules, what's the point of the game? Really? The only thing that matters to you, to everybody, except children and fools. You know, I was always told never to trust anybody who didn't like dogs. Really, Dorcas? Off somewhere still sniveling over that mazy little mongrel? Took a minute off to her. No. Animals get sick and die, just like people. That's good. What are you up to? I'm not in the mood for riddles, Joe John. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, then I'll give you some answers. A thousand bucks. You don't have it to pay us, and you never did. Now, so, so what kind of a payoff are you planning for Dorcas and me when this job is over with? Well, you just said you had all the answers. I got the answer to that one. A dose of whatever it was you gave that poor little hound last night, that's the payoff you're really planning for us, now, isn't it? You have an active imagination, Joe John. That's right. That's right, I have. Oh, I can see you playing your big scene now, telling the world you barely escaped with your life. How you had to kill us before we killed you. And just why, in this fancied logic of yours, would I risk murder? For those front-page headlines you've been sweating blood for all your life. Oh, I can see them now. Evangelist kills would-be murderers. Sister Love pleads self-defense. Sister Love acquitted of murder to speak in Madison Square Garden. Sister Love survives ordeal to save the world from eternal damnation. <laughs> Joe John, I'm afraid you missed your calling in life. You are a born journalist. Sister Love's sarcasm couldn't screen out the fact that I had hit home. So now all the chips were on the table, and I had my choice. Stay and try to help Dorcas, or get out and save my own skin.
my blood froze. For a minute, I thought it was my paw calling me from his grave. You down there? I don't know it was Jojo. He was coming down the steps. Jojo knew about my money. He knew that's what I was down here for. And that's why he was coming down after me. George? I can't see. I could see Jojo coming closer. Why couldn't he see me? Maybe my eyes were used to the dark. Maybe he was lying. Maybe he could see me and just wanted to catch me off guard. I couldn't trust anyone. I held the purse as tight as I could, and I reached out for anything I could find to stop him. In my free hand, found that loose brick, and I raised it up over my head, and I waited. And I waited for Joe John to take one more step. Listening to Mutual's presentation of The Zero Hour. Hello, this is William Conrad. If you're planning a trip abroad this year, you'll be returning to the United States through customs. You'll be asked to declare, either orally or in writing, everything you've acquired abroad and have in your possession at the time. Your baggage and belongings will be examined, and during thorough examinations for illegal narcotics, you may experience a slight delay. In order to clear customs more quickly, it's a good idea to keep all sales slips and have them handy when you make your declaration. Also, do your best to pack the articles you've acquired abroad in the same suitcase. Know before you go about customs, rules, and regulations. For free information, contact the U.S. Treasury Department's Bureau of Customs District Office nearest you and ask for customs hints for returning U.S. residents. You will find the customs office listed in your phone book under U.S. Government. It's me, Napoleon Bonaparte, Emperor of all France, much of the civilized world, and Louisiana is the deal for soon. Quick, Pierre, hide in the closet. Napoleon must not find you here. Coming, Napoleon. Ah, Josephine, I had to see you. Napoleon, my dearest heart, what are you doing here? I thought you were at Waterloo. I was, but it ended early. <laughs> what is that? I smell cigarette smoke. You know I hate you to smoke. I didn't. I don't there. I mean, I, I started again. Aha! The smoke coming from that closet. Come out of there, you scoundrel. And on guard. It's getting me in there to pick up the dry cleaning. Take that, you filthy escargot. This World History Lesson was brought to you by your American Cancer Society, which says smoking can be injurious to your health. To say! <laughs> In more ways than one. Tomorrow at this time, rest your eyes and listen here to this week's continuing study in suspense. If two of them are dead, I'm Ron Serling. Today's episode brought to you in part by Contact and Ford Motor Company. This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. Been listening to The Zero Hour, 
a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System in association with Hollywood Radio Theater. Heard every weekday at this time. Rod Serling is your host. Zero Hour is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The Hollywood Radio Theater theme was played by Ferranti and Fleischer and is now available on United Artists Records and Tapes. Hugh Douglas speaking. Tune in tomorrow and once again, rest your eyes and listen here to The Zero Hour. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>